Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Weekend Buzz with Nicola Barden. Yes, it is The Weekend Buzz here on Dublin's Q102 with me, Nicola Barden. We are now into, what, month 11 of various different lockdowns. And what would you do if you got the opportunity to go outside your 5K and be allowed to work with some famous faces, even if it involved muck and poo and pigs and all that kind of stuff? Would you do it? Well, my next guest got that opportunity. He got to sign up for Celebs on the Farm, MTV's new show, and got really stuck in and mucked in. Mr. Duncan James of Blue Fame is on the phone with me now. Hi, Duncan. How are you? Hey, my love. How are you? I'm, go- I'm loving the teddies behind you. <laughs> uh, I've got my Mickey and I've got my little... I had this made behind me for my, my mum for Christmas. It's like um, her dog's face and a little buddy. Oh! It's so cute. That is so cute! 
it's like a cushion with the, with our dog's face on it. It's um, quite surreal, really. And I got given my Mickey at Christmas from Disney. They sent me over like a Christmas Disney um, pack, which was really cute. I do love my Disney. I'm a big kid, really. <laughs> so you're obviously here talking uh, slabs. Where did you film that? Uh, we filmed it in Scarborough last year. Um, we kind of, you know, that kind of when we, they lifted lockdown and we all had yeah. to go back to a bit of normality. We managed to film it in in that time, basically. So we were allowed out, we were allowed to travel um, and we were all in a bubble together. So um, it was quite strange because I've never done a show like this before where you're, everybody is COVID tested before you go in, you're COVID tested during the run and everybody would be coming to check our temperatures as soon as we arrived on set in the morning. So it was it was really, really a, a fantastic health and safety, I guess, production mm-hmm. because they were so, ha- had to be so strict. But of course, for me, I'm not used to anything like this. So it was all, it was like a new world, you know, how we live in now. It must have been so exciting being outside after being stuck indoors for so long. And then they're like, you can be out working outdoors. I think for me, that was the best thing. We've been cooped up in the house for like five months or so, and maybe more. And uh, to get the uh, the phone call from MTV to say they'd like me to be in this season off celebs on the farm, I just I just was biting my hand off to do it. And for me, A, to get outside, B, to get away from, you know, the, my lockdown house I've been in, and C, just to go and mingle with other people was just like, oh my God, this sounds like... Thank you, Lord, for answering my prayers. So it was it was a wonderful opportunity and I had the best time ever. It was honestly to God, one of the best things I've ever done in my life. I think you could offer me any reality show in the world and I would do it to get out of these four walls. I feel like I could draw them from memory. I think what's nice about the um, Celebs on the Farm is the fact that you are outdoors mm-hmm. in a working farm and you're getting to do things that you would never do in your normal life. Um, you know, I never for a minute thought I'd be milking a goat or going to a milking parlour with cows and get, you know, milking cows or um, getting to play with baby piglets and sex them, find out what sex is the piglet, you know, is it a boy or a girl and put it into the category. I mean, just little things like that. I mean, we're just, we're just incredible. I'm, I'm a country boy at heart. I grew up in Devon um, as a child. So for me, getting to be back in the fresh air on lots of greenery around me, and I just felt so invigorated each day. I felt, I woke up every morning breathing in that lovely country air. And I just, I just it just made me feel so good. How hard was the actual work, though? Because like, I imagine if you've never done it before, I, I did farm work in Australia. And I remember the first few weeks, yeah. your back, your arms. It's like a really tough gym session every day. Yeah, it was really long hours. I mean, we were filming from, obviously, it was, it was getting darker by the time we started to film it. So we were pushed for time. Um, so we had to get everything done by about five, six o'clock latest. So we were up really early. We were like six o'clock wake up calls. And um, we were literally getting up ready for our first challenge at sometimes like at seven o'clock in the morning. So it was early mornings, which I'm not great at. So that was my struggle. And second of all, you know, we were running up and down hills doing all these physical challenges that I never expected to do and I was just I realised how unfit I had become during lockdown and, and 
just running, walking up this bloody steep hill up to the farm was just, it was knackering. You were just dead by the time you got to the top of it. And you're, you'd be so fit normally. So obviously, like the rest of us, the lockdown took a bit of toll. The lockdown definitely took a toll. I think too much Netflix and too much red wine for me was my downfall <laughs> and uh, not getting up and doing a lot of workouts during the day. So that that was tough. But, you know, it's, it's interesting. You get into such a routine in your normal day life of going to the gym and taking things for granted, you know, like having a little, routine throughout your day but then being confined into your home and and um, I've been living with my mother for lockdown I didn't want her to be on her own so I was more conscious about her I didn't want to be going out and potentially bringing the virus back into the house which then would affect her which could have a catastrophic effect on her so I was really really conscious about everything I was doing a lot more so I think I was probably on the on the more cautious side um, with the pandemic than say other people I know so when you actually went to live in the farm and there's all these people around, it must have been so strange for you for the first few days to be around so many people, like in a small yeah. space. You're like, it's just I loved it. Bro. I think I think what was r- the loveliest thing about the farm, um, all the celebs that were on it, we all got on so well. We were all like, I think, so grateful to have this opportunity to work, first of all, and be to be out of our homes, to be in a new environment. And everybody just bonded on the first day. We just got on like a big family. And I know that sounds pretty cliche, but sometimes you go into reality shows and you always get like one bag egg or one someone who's a fucking knob or someone who's a bit of a, do you know what I mean? He's a bit of an, a, a, an asshole. But there was nobody like that. Everybody was just gorgeous and lovely and so humble and so grateful to be there. So for us, we just clicked. And every time one of us had to be eliminated, it was the worst thing ever because we we were so sad and we were genuinely, you know, we were breaking down and crying. We didn't want people to go because we'd become so tight as a group. Did you know any of them beforehand? Because obviously, you know, the UK celebrity scene, you would have probably known some of them. I did, actually. I, I did knew Kerry Katona really well. Kerry and me were on the same record label 20 years ago. We were signed to Innocent Records when I was in Blue and she was with Atomic Kitten. So me and Kerry know each other really well. So it was lovely, actually, because I haven't seen Kerry for many years. And I know she'd been going through quite a lot of difficulties uh, with her ex. She'd gone into quite a, a bad place at one point. So now getting to to see Kerry now was wonderful because she's like a different person. She's happy. She's in a really good place. And it was just great to see her like that. And I just, we got on so well. It was wonderful actually to spend that time with Kerry. I think the song of the, of the, of the farm was, uh, you can make me whole again. That was the kind of, we kept singing uh, th- that yeah. song all the time. That was kind of like our little farm song, you can make me whole again. So that was uh, that was nice. And of course we all know the words to that. So everybody was singing yeah. along to that every, every day. It sounds like it was so like really good fun. Did you learn anything though? Was there anything that like, you kind of took away from it that you'll, that you look back and you go, that's like something I can use in my life? Do you know, I actually learned how hard British farmers work. I just, you know, we go to um, a grocery or a supermarket and we just see all the products in front of us in the aisle and we just take it for granted. We don't actually really think about where it's come from, what was uh, put into it to get it there. Um, and getting to work on an actual working farm was such an eye opener to actually how hard British farmers work. Um that just the dedication um, and it's quite a lonely job. You know, the farmers are, are out in those fields pretty much every day, come wind, rain or shine, um, doing their job to make sure that they are providing 
food for us all to eat. So I really take my hat off to how hard farmers work. And it was just such a great eye opener just to speak to farmer Chris and farmer Ash and to just see, you know, what they have to do in a day to day basis for them to survive, for, for them to be able to pay their overheads, for them to actually live. And they, they work so hard. And I think the returns are really small um, by the time everybody's bought it and then resold it and, you know, pr- the price inflation goes up before consumers get to buy it, you know, and, and a lot of the, I was just blown away by a lot of the, the farmers, how little they actually make and how hard they've got to work to, to, you know, to make enough money to survive. I was just like that for me blew, blew my mind. I think there's a newfound appreciation after everything we've gone through with people that we maybe didn't realize had it so tough before, the retail workers, the farmers, because we have literally relied on them for the last year. I think, you know, there was there was a statistic I was told by Farmer Chris, which was really interesting, that um, a farmer commits suicide, I think, uh, once a week, a new farmer will kill themselves because of the pressure that they can't cope with. And actually, when you listen to that statistic, a farmer a week will be committing suicide because they can't cope with the pressure. And you think about that and you think, actually, that is just awful. And to hear stories about anybody taking their life is terrible. And to hear the struggle that farmers have to go through and the pressure that they've got um, was really heartfelt for me. And it, it made me like, as I said, really appreciate the, the work that farmers do. And um, and I know you guys in, in Ireland as well, you have some amazing produce. You have some great uh, produce over there in Ireland. I've, I've been lucky enough to go to Ireland quite a lot. So I've tasted a lot of some, you know, good Irish food, which comes from you know, grown Irish soil. So for me, I, I have a much more appreciation of when I'm going to a, a shop to buy my produce now and, and or my meat or whatever I'm getting. I really, I really have become a lot more conscious about it all really and how it actually gets to my kitchen. When you wrapped up film and everything, um, was it weird to go back into then this lockdown state after being, I suppose, a bit of freedom? I know you were COVID checked all the time, but to have a little bit of freedom running around a field and stuff and then being told actually you're going back into living living the life you were living beforehand. I think that was one of the reasons why after a few days when they start the elimination process, that's when it became really tough because nobody wanted to go home. We didn't want to have to go back to our lives. We wanted to stay on this farm as long as possible. We were all like, please, can we just stay? Can we just stay? We want to stay. Um, and honestly, I, I'm, not just, I'm not just bullshitting. We had the best time. It was such a fun show to be a part of. The cast were just so warm so incredible so supportive and literally everybody we just bonded and had the best time we didn't want it to end did you have anyone there that was kind of a surprise that surprised you by what like their either their personality or their abilities um i think everybody just really got stuck in everybody um really went for it and that was i think what what farmer chris was so impressed with 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 this season of, of us all there was nobody there just for a jolly. Everybody came to really, you know, put in the hard work, put your wellies on, get stuck in. There was nobody whinging or complaining. Everybody just got on with it. And I think that made the judging for Farmer Chris really, really hard because everybody was so dedicated and everybody was giving it 100%. Yeah, because the last thing you need when you're working all day, 12 hours, manual labor, doing challenges, is somebody whinging. That's so funny. Sorry, I've got Lady C calling me on WhatsApp. Let me decline her. 
Sorry about that. It was so funny. Uh, how random was that? Lacey was one of the competitors in the show who I actually bonded with, one of the closest. Um, I absolutely love Lady C. I've never met her before. I never got to see her. I obviously saw her on um, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and I've seen her on a few other interviews. But getting to meet her in the flesh, I just absolutely adored her. And, and me and Lady C had a real special bond. I was always with her, basically, and helping her. And we were just... We just became little like partners in crime together, really. And I absolutely loved my relationship with Lady C. Um, and we really bonded. And it was just such a nice, uh, she's so interesting to talk to. She's got such incredible stories. So I was in our lunch break every day. I was just fascinated by the stuff she was telling me and stuff that's gone on in her life. I was just blown away by her. I would love to see those stories because, you know, sometimes the editor cuts things like that between her stories, your stories, the other celebrities, because throughout yeah. you all, you've had amazing experiences, met amazing people, you know, the good and the bad throughout, you know, careers. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was lovely. I got to meet some people that I'd never met before. People like Montana Brown from Love Island. I'd never met her before, but I absolutely fell in love with her as a person. She was just wonderful. And uh, she became like my farm wife. Um, I had Cheryl Hole, the drag queen, who I just absolutely adore. And we speak, still speak to each other every single day. It must have been great for you to get to work because there were so many people in your industry who couldn't, well, there's music being released, but there's no live gigs. There's no, acting is very limited to new yeah. shows and stuff like that. So for you yeah. with, you know, in both pies getting this show must have been just like such a relief it was it was it was just you know not only on a on a being able to earn some money category it was actually more the fact that it was mentally it was so mm. good for us to be able to get out of the house and have a little bit of normality and I think that was what we've all been craving that's what we've all missed during this lockdown to just be able to have human contact uh, with other people again and of course we all felt so safe because we were all in a bubble we were all so strictly COVID tested so we all knew that we were all fine and because we were in a working bubble you know it was fine it was nice to be able to hug somebody and actually feel safe you know and and have that ability to touch someone or, or have affection with somebody and there was a lot of hugging going on you'll see when you watch it back there was a lot I'm of hug. there was a lot of there was a lot of group tears there was a lot of group laughter um i think we went through every type of emotion you can you can you can write down and uh, we had that in this wonderful journey that was celebs on the farm and for me honest to god it was one of the best things i've ever done in my life i had so much fun i'm very jealous of the hugging and all that kind of stuff because obviously we can't no. do that and the great side, I suppose, for you is, as you said, you live with your mom, is the guilt-free being able to do that without worrying of anything because the celebs and the farm team were there checking it. Whereas if you were hugging somebody back home, you'd nearly lock yourself in the bedroom for a year to make sure you weren't passing exactly. it on. Exactly. You know, um, it was just lovely to be able to have that human contact and work with such an amazing cast. Natalie Woods, who, who cast the show, she did such a great job. And, you know, we all just bonded incredibly and it was just like I said it was just a joy to do and I, I and I want to go back and do it again because it was so much fun go turn up on uh, Farmer Chris's farm say listen I'm here sign me up I think I will <laughs> and I think what's really lovely when you watch it back when you watch the series when it comes out I think you'll see the genuine connection that we all had and, and it just I think it just when you when you have that camaraderie and and uh, friendship, I think it comes, it translates so well on the camera and it's just genuine, it's real. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. And I'm so appreciative of chatting to you today. So thank you so much. Oh, You're so good. Thanks so much, Nicola. I really appreciate your time.
How do you like the sound of that? Getting to watch a load of celebrities, I don't know, running amok, <laughs> getting to do some weird and wonderful tasks on a farm. That all starts on MTV on Monday night at 9pm. So it used to be on Five Star, but obviously the success of it has been moved to MTV. So do tune in on that where you get to see Kerry Katona, um, Sean Williamson, who you'll know from EastEnders, Love Island's Montana Brown, um, as you, you heard there, Lady C, uh, Holly Hagen from Geordie Shore and loads and loads and loads more. And obviously one will be evicted every week, kicked off the farm and sent back to lockdown. So tune in and watch that MTV 9pm on Monday. That is all I have time for. And unfortunately, this marks the last episode of the weekend buzz. It has been an absolute honour and I've enjoyed every single episode of being on this radio show and on this podcast. Um, I won't get too emotional. Um, it's been brilliant. And I've, especially the people who've tuned in on podcast, if you if this is your first time, scroll back. There are some brilliant interviews I've done over the last few months. Um, if you're a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Law & Order SVU, um, Shits Creek, if you're a music fan, there's loads there. So please do scroll back. Make my day by listening to some old episodes. And I tell you, if after this episode was out and I seen a surge, I would be just so delighted to be ending on such a high for me. It has been an amazing two and a half years with Q102's Weekend Buzz. It has just been some crack. I've loved every single second of it. And my many, many thanks to every single guest who's come with me. But it is in the end because I have something new and brewing. So do follow me on Instagram, Nicola Barden, and you will be able to see what is coming up. I will be announcing it in the next couple of weeks. Until then, I love every one of you. And please do like and review and all that kind of stuff. These episodes are staying up there for the fans who, you know, love all those people I've previously mentioned. And do scroll back. I promise there is at least one interview in there that you will enjoy. Look after yourselves, wash your hands, wear your mask, stay safe, and I hopefully will be seeing that bright light soon. And whatever I have coming in the mix, stay tuned. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them the, for good and bad, and so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.